You're listening to Ramsey Everyday Millionaires, where we talk retirement, building wealth, and outrageous generosity. Today's question comes from Ariana in Maryland. My husband and I are on baby steps four through six. Our children are 11, 9, 4, and 3. We've been putting around $1,000 a month into their 529s, but much more into the 11 and 9-year-olds since they will be going to college sooner. However, I was wondering if it would be smarter to put more money into the younger two children's 529s since there's a lot more time for that money to grow. We've told our kids we will cover the cost of in-state tuition in full and don't want them taking out any loans. Woohoo! I like that. Our annual income is $350,000 a year. We have $315K left on our mortgage, and we hope to pay it off in the next five years. We currently pay $2,500 a month in childcare for the two younger kids, so I'm thinking we could cash flow college for the oldest two, even if we have a little left on the mortgage. That's a great question. There's a lot to unpack there. They're doing a good job. Yeah, and they've got great income, so that's awesome. And I love that they've already put that line in the sand that loans aren't an option. I think the biggest thing right now is just getting super tactical and getting a really clear vision of, you know, what exactly are those numbers that need to happen in order to make, you know, cash flowing college realistic. So, you know, right now it sounds like the numbers are kind of squishy. You guys are doing a great job putting $1,000 a month away, but I want you to get onto a college savings calculator, which we have one at RamseySolutions.com. You can search college savings calculator and you can actually type in the college you're thinking about and how much longer you have until your kid's going to college and then see how much you need to be saving per month in order to hit that goal. So, you know, figure that out. Also, if you want to get super tactical, sit down with a smart investor pro who can kind of see your whole financial picture and they can do the same thing. They can walk you through how much you need to be saving each month for each kid in order to reach that goal. And then once you have those numbers down, it's really about prioritizing what's most important to you. So, you know, paying off the house, that's also awesome. You know, and if you find that to save for the four children, it's a little bit more than you want to do in terms of the balance between the house and savings. I mean, that's that's going to be more a decision of what's right for your family, because you could with a 350 K a year income, you've got a really good shot at cash flowing that. Yeah. So uh, mathematically, if you said I want enough in the 529 when each one of them get there to pay cash for in-state tuition and dorm and books, OK? Then you get that number and be very clear, as Christina said, and you say, okay, then based on that, for the 11-year-old, I have to save X. For the three-year-old, I have to save Z. And you can you can come up with the exact number you need to be saving. And if, when you add all four of those numbers together to fully fund it, you say, oh, I don't want to do that. That's too much. Um, I'd rather put more towards the mortgage and come up short on one. But when you, if you were to do that fully funded idea, you're going to see that the 11 year old's a lot more than the three year old, because as you said, I mean, as she, you know, Ariana says in the email, she's correct that, you know, it's closer to college, so you don't have much time. So uh, it doesn't take, it's going to take a minuscule amount for the three year old versus what it takes for the 11 year old. You got seven years and six years and, uh, you know, versus uh, uh, 15 years. So it's a whole different really substantial difference on the math so but so you would be putting in more for the older ones if you choose to fully fund all four simultaneously so that's what the math tells you so i'm going to kind of lean that direction even if we choose not to fully fund and put more towards the mortgage now if you choose not to fully fund you say okay i'm going to need a hundred and 
$30,000 for the 11-year-old. I'm just making up a number, okay? Um, and I'm only going to be at 90, okay? So I'm 40 short. The way I'm going to cover the 40 is I'm not going to have daycare anymore, and I'm going to be making 350. We're going to cash flow 40. We're going to have the, uh, the 90, okay? And so if you're going to come up short, then you're saying out loud, I'm going to cash flow that much more when they do get there. And so uh, what I would do is either fully fund all of them with unequal amounts, heavier on the 11, lighter on the three-year-old, or underfund all of them with unequal amounts and then plan to cash flow there, you know, as you go there. Or option three, you could say, uh, we're going to cash flow the uh, last two almost completely the two older ones because they're kind of separated out here you got a four and a three and a nine eleven so you kind of got two buckets worth right because uh, we're going to have the house paid off by the time the three and the four-year-old get there and we're going to 100 percent cash flow those so we're putting hardly anything in there that's another way you could run the math any of those will work and uh, it's just a matter of how you want to play it out but it's a really great thing that you're paying attention in both of our answers what you heard was get more detailed in your analysis and in your decision. So you're intentionally saying, I'm going to save in such a way that I'm going to be 40,000 short. And you have those numbers down. Yeah. And, and, and here's how I'm going to cover that 40. Or I'm going to save in such a way that I'm not going to be short for this kid and this kid, but the other two, we're going to cash flow and we pay off the house. Or, but, but this idea, I'm putting in a thousand and I think it's all going to be okay. No, 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 no. You need to drill deeper. Yes. That's what you said. And I agree with you. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I've talked to so many parents who are just overwhelmed when they get to college costs that they kind of just stick their head in the sand and they don't want to think about it. But it's like you can actually tactically work through these numbers. They don't have to be so scary. They don't have to stay squishy. You know, you can actually map these out, have a plan, even if it's intimidating. And even if you're going to be disappointed with how much you can contribute, I'd rather you, you know, even if you're setting aside $25 a month in a 529 and that's not enough to cover the full cost of college, you're doing something. For the first time since I've been on the air, it is an unknown what you're going to spend on that three-year-old mm. you could have projected it but now we've had this tremendous upheaval of higher ed brought on by their ridiculous expense because they just keep driving the tuition through the roof the epic student loan crisis and then they tried to charge everybody full price when they went home from COVID and tried to do it online at the same price and everybody went no 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 i am not paying full price with no college experience uh, you, just because I go on the computer and take a test, no, 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 no. So higher ed has got a real black eye right now, and a lot of people are choosing to say no college at all, which I don't believe in, or they're choosing to say no learning at all, no certifications at all. No, you got to have post-high school education of something to be a welder, a diesel mechanic, a code uh, coding expert with Ruby on Rails or uh, – or go get four-year degrees, okay, in different things. But you need to go get post-high post school education in something. But what you do it or how you do it is going to change. So a lot of stuff that 10 years ago we would have said a four-year degree, now we're saying probably not. You're probably going to do some certs 
and some certifications, and you're probably going to rock on and have a life of continual learning, but not necessarily take the form of uh, IV on the side of the wall. Right. Well, the cool thing, though, too, with a 529 is it can cover that. It can pay for a lot of different certifications, Anything. trade school, whatever yeah, but, education but what I'm saying, looks like. What I'm saying is, is that you can't predict, I'm going to go to this school and pay this mm. because, A, that school might not cost what we think it's going to cost because these things are going to get turned on their heads. People are pissed off at higher ed, and, so, and they're, they're abandoning. So their ability to just charge whatever the crap they want to charge is gone. But that doesn't mean don't plan. No, I don't no, want no. people to say. No. What, oh. But what I'm saying is, is you can't. If you project out the way we used to project out, and you get 160 thousand in your projections, it might not be. Hopefully, it's not. I bet you it's not. I, I bet. Hope you, not. I, I bet you it's going to be less because I think they're going to get it. I think they're going to get their nose punched in, and some of them are going to have to like straighten up and fly right. Or income-based repayment will be a thing, and then people will go crazy with it. Hopefully that doesn't happen. No, we're not doing that one. That's not the game Please plan. Please, no. No, 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 no. Hey, it's a great discussion. Be intentional and detailed. That's the sum of the answer. Thanks for tuning in to Ramsey Everyday Millionaires. To check out all our podcasts, just search Ramsey Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.